guys welcome back to hollow hollow i'm elizabeth i'm bella and i'm annika and in today's podcast we're going to be talking about social media activism you know what what is it and what's the difference between performative justice or performative activism versus actual activism um so if you guys don't know performative activism is basically a term that refers to activism done to increase one's social capital rather than because of one's devotion to a cause so again you can kind of glean the definition of this from the term itself it's very performative like you're just putting on a show to in a sense appease the public and kind of show that you're part of something when really you're not doing anything to fix the cause and actual activism obviously is contributing something towards making a change like really taking that concrete action yeah and i think you you made a like good point there this idea of appeasing the public you know the question that's important to pose is like what percent of the people who you know post on their stories and have like performative justice like how much do they actually know about the cause Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people while they may support it it's also become like a fact that or the fact that many people don't really want to be accused of being ignorant during social movements if they choose not to post something like how there I I remember that like there would be people who would be calling out friends or followers on their stories if like they hadn't seen those people post something like acknowledging a movement for example Mm -hmm. and there's actually a term used to describe that and it's called virtue signaling which basically refers to showing public support or backing an idea just to maintain one's image and for also to also raise popularity. Yeah, I think an interesting thing when there's a crossover between social media and like activism is, you know, obviously social media is a great platform to build solidarity, raise awareness, but at the same time, it's so easy on social media for like a whole movement to be reduced to just a trend that Mm -hmm. comes and goes and doesn't really build any type of like engagement so i mean like it makes people like social media makes people think that they are doing their part but really it's just something that they do to kind of like be part of the trend yeah i do i do agree with that but i think um what does come from like performative activism that you could see as like a good thing is like the amount of people who truly want to learn and commit themselves to being aware of like racism or sexism in work environments and school systems like that's amazing um but at the same time like unless you implement your newfound education in like real life environments and not just online then like you aren't really like an ally i guess no yeah i agree and a lot of these like the rise in trends can also sometimes detract from the actual purpose of the movement like i remember back a couple of years back there was the als ice bucket challenge which i think the three of us all participated in Yeah, yeah it's a major throwback um I remember how popular it was in middle school where like people would just throw buckets of ice um, yeah. over their head as a way of showing support for people diagnosed with ALS. But it definitely did become more of a trend than showing yeah. an actual understanding for the disease. Like I had to look up what ALS stood for, which is like, I'll probably say it wrong, but like amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And I know for a fact that when the three of us participated in this in like eighth grade, we had no idea what that meant. So I think that the issue with performative action in this case is how it impacts the mindset of the youth and disables Mm -hmm. them from actually understanding like the reasons why they're participating in activism. Like I think it's a little bit different when you're older, like a teenager or an adult, because like we're more likely to take action to learn about the disease or whatever that activism is about. But like when it becomes a trend, it like really negatively influences younger kids. Yeah, I mean, like I I, I can speak for myself, like as a 13 year old doing this ice bucket challenge. (laughs) um, I, I mean, I knew ALS was like 
you know, a, a sickness and a disease, but I didn't know what the point of, like, pouring the ice bucket mm-hmm. was. And it's only, like, now or, like, a few years ago where I really found out that, like, pouring that ice bucket is meant to kind of give you a glimpse of, of like, like the numbness. Ha- yeah, the numbness that people feel when they have ALS. And I didn't know that. And, you know, that, again, that's a dangerous thing about using social media sometimes is that it just turns into a trend, a fun act- activity, quote unquote, yeah. that, like, kids can just do without, you know, learning about it and mm-hmm. taking it into account. And then just to transition into, you know, more recent social media movements. So obviously there's the whole BLM, um, the Black Lives Matter movement. And I just want to, like, you know, put a disclaimer. And obviously this doesn't go for everyone. But a lot of my black friends in college were, you know, voicing out their personal frustrations with the whole social media movement. And how although posting black squares and, you know, tagging 10 of your friends was, you know, good for raising awareness, it can be easily seen as being performative, especially with individuals who don't do the research or check their morals and biases after participating in that challenge yeah i think like for me personally i didn't want to like post anything before really taking the time to learn about this issue because i felt that that was really just it for me it didn't sit right because i think we should all be aware before we post something take that time to learn so that we're not just posting something because everybody else is doing it. for sure like i i think that the whole like black squares idea like like you said, it does raise awareness and that's great, but it leads to a very minimal foundation of understanding. Like it comes to a baseline of, okay, like this is support for BLM, but like I don't necessarily think it w- leads people to look more into like why people are showing support unless that individual person is taking that mm-hmm. initiative on onto yeah, themselves. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and it's also really easy, again, for virtue signaling, especially with celebrities who want to gain clout off of the movement. For example, I know there was this whole thing with Leah Michelle and how she was very vocal about her support for BLM, but then she was also accused of traumatic microaggressions to her Black co-stars and Glee. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a whole thing we're going to be getting into in a bit um, about like how celebrities kind of capitalize off of this. Again, goes back to performative justice, but another like good example of like a social media trend where the message has truly been lost is like really really recent the hashtag challenge accepted mm-hmm. um on um so okay when people post it now like i saw chloe kardashian post it and the caption was like women should uplift other women and like that is a beautiful message yes. but that's not where this whole thing came from yeah um the challenge is actually rooted in like the high rate of femicide in turkey so, like, in 2019, there were 500 recorded femicides, but sadly, many of them still remain unrecorded. And the whole, like, um, thing about the black and white photo is that in Turkey, femicide is a big issue. And oftentimes, Turkish people will wake up, look at the news pe- newspaper, and see a black and white photo of a woman who was murdered. And that people who, per, like, do that, the murderers always get away with a slap on the wrist. So the hashtag challenge accepted was actually a way for people to build solidarity for these yeah. femicides and honestly like i had to like that, look i had to look mm, into that to find that out because lost in translation like translation. that message was so lost yeah. and people are also saying that like this whole black and white photo trend is now just clouding basically like the posts or the information that actually share you know stuff yeah, about these so femicides like it gets it gets lost and buried almost um so again like be careful about what trends you're participating in you know like women uplifting women beautiful message but that's not where this whole hashtag challenge accepted thing came from yeah i also agree with that i know for blm like there like 
the hashtag Blackout Tuesday was also clouding a lot of important information people were sending about the movement. And if you do choose to participate in these movements, it's also important to put the information maybe after you post your black and white photo of what it's actually supposed to be about so people know what the cause is and what people are fighting for. Yeah, it genuinely kind of makes me frustrated because I keep seeing a bunch of people like, you know, family members and like friends who post like, I feel like people always see these types of challenges as an opportunity to post like a buried good photo and put like a black and white filter and be like hashtag challenge accepted. And it kind of makes me annoyed because it's like that's not what it's about. And I think like, you know, this deserves to have its moment in social media because it's important. And I didn't know about these femicides until this. But even I had to look into like what this trend was about to figure it out. And that shouldn't be the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think. Again, going back to that whole thing where I was talking about your Khloe Kardashian posting it, celebrities need to do their part. You know, like they need to like they can't they can't like be a victim of performative justice in a sense. Like, for example, I think everybody I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but Madison Beer during the BLM protests yeah. literally had a whole yeah. photo shoot in the middle of it. Because like I guess for her it was a way for her to like, you know, kind of like project herself as like you know a supporter of the movement doing Mm -hmm. my part but really like she just saw it as an opportunity to increase social media clout and like that's not what using social media should be about what do you guys think no yeah for sure and I also think like a great example of like an influencer or a celebrity who is like kind of like doing a little bit of performative action I don't know like Kylie Jenner, like, she actively shows support for Black Lives Matter, you know, for instance, her daughter to support her family. But, like, in reality, she only actually has about 14% of her, like, workforce within Kylie Cosmetics to actually be black people. Um, You know, there's just, there's a lot, there was a lot of backlash when it came to her support online and, like, posting for Black Lives Matter. But, like, that versus her actual activism, which would be shown within her business representation yeah exactly i don't think she can claim that she's an activist for this because Mm -hmm. of that like that like percentage that like her companies have and like you know this isn't any of these like issues aren't just a trend that like not just celebrities but people in general should be capitalizing off of like don't post and like spread information about this because that's what everyone's talking about like there should be like a consistent like you know desire to like really help the cause Mm -hmm. and you know it's not a trend it's a real issue so i think bella actually showed us a really interesting video of gal gadot and covid yeah okay yeah we got to talk about gal gadot gal gadot i don't know her last name our yeah our special wonder woman for a hot second basically like in the time of covid a few months ago she gathered a lot of celebrities to sing imagine by john lennon and you know i think her intentions were pure she was trying to boost people's spirits in the face of crisis you know unite people solidarity um and while that's a very nice thought it came off as very tone deaf like literally tone deaf but also like figuratively just like insensitive You know, because COVID is not only like a health crisis, it's an economic one. And a large group of celebrities who are very well off, you know, can take comfort in their nice big houses, can easily do without employment for a few months, just out here singing a song while there are people less than a mile away from them, like just like really going through shit, like who don't have resources. I mean, it's just a very, very painful video to watch. It really is. 
Um, for the ears as well. Yeah, for the ears yeah, as well. I recommend you guys look it up on YouTube. It's funny. And the comment yeah. section is just something comment else. I think, yeah, one of my favorite comments was actually, was the one where people were like, I think someone was like, oh, my cousin just passed from COVID and my grandfather is struggling. I really hope this video <laughs> brings my family members back from the dead. Yeah, people were like, wow, congratulations. Like, you guys have cured COVID. Like, amazing. But yeah, it was just a very failed way of showing i don't know some sort of activism i think i have a question on that did like did that's like making that song like you know because like making songs to raise awareness on issues is not a new thing like they had you know when the whole earthquake in haiti happened we are the yeah. World. yeah we are the world but that that was like for profit and yeah then, i don't think this was this was like for was profit? there i don't think yeah, so. i don't think so either i think it was really just a way i don't know i don't know like i why yeah. is my thing like i don't know i don't like that's really like that's performative justice yeah oh like prime i do because i think music like the music industry has a huge role in all these movements i mean like as you were saying a lot of concerts have been created in order to raise funds but i think the reason why this was very insensitive was because they were just showing you know their support for it rather than actually giving and and providing money to the cause yeah i really i could be wrong but i really don't think it was for that someone even commented like if we're all in this together then pay my rent yeah which like yeah i mean like it's kind of ironic that you know among the wealthiest people in our population are making something like this it's Mm. just yeah and then to transition more into you know capitalizing off of movements um we can talk about the hashtag me too movement um which was really easy for companies to monetize um so if you guys didn't know where it originated, it was launched in 2006 to support victims of sexual harassment. And then it went viral again in 2017 when actress Alyssa Milano included it in her Twitter post. So a lot of companies have been facing backlash from, again, capitalizing and monetizing the movement. Because um, it's, it's really easy to, you know, slap a hashtag me too on your, on your company brand and just easily get clapped for it. I know that um, this makeup company, Hard Candy, actually tried to trademark the hashtag. And another California like adventure camp also tried to monetize off of it. And this also goes with the BLM um, movement. So I know Pepsi a few years ago had this whole commercial with Kylie Jenner, which was very and, controversial. Was oh, sorry. Ke- Kendall Jenner, yeah. yeah. Kendall Jenner appropriating the Black Lives Matter movement. So that yeah, faced was, a lot of backlash. Yeah, it was basically like where she resolved the whole police brutality issue by handing the police a pepsi yeah yeah we're not gonna really go into that but again like another instance of capitalizing on movements yeah i mean the whole thing with like celebrity involvement in like these types of like performative like justice like they have a large platform you know and they should they should use it um and people always like try to capitalize on these things and like make money off of it but like that's just that's just wrong fundamentally you know i think like Mm -hmm. there's a level of like support that needs to be like an education that you need to meet before like you know you can claim to be like supporting like a type of movement Mm -hmm. or or any kind of movement basically you know i think comparatively it is so much better than like to actually learn about the topic and not necessarily like maybe post post, yeah as opposed to posting on instagram having like no idea fundamentally what this movement is about yeah exactly and i think that's 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 the benefit of social media it's that like when you see other people 
you know, posting about these things, you start to realize, oh, shoot, like, this is a really big issue and mm-hmm. I need to educate myself. And, you know, like, it, it, you can't deny that sometimes you do feel a certain pressure to, like, show that you're, like, learning about it and you're supporting the cause. But at the same time, if you yourself know that you're taking the initiative to, like, enough, you know? learn about it and then, you know, donate to certain organizations mm-hmm. that are trying to help this issue, you don't have to publicize that on social media yeah. because... You know, like, you don't need someone else's, like, affirmation yeah. to feel like you're doing something for your community. Mm-hmm. Um, activism doesn't start on social media. Well, okay, in a sense it does, I guess, if you, like, yeah. that's where you learn about it. But it doesn't end there. You know, it starts yeah. with you and ends with you, ultimately. Yeah, and I think that's a good transition to more so, like, how to become, like, an actual activist instead of, like, all of this performative justice type thing. Yeah, so um, there's this... I like to believe it's quote-unquote silent activism. It's, you know, maybe for people who don't want to necessarily post the resources on their Instagram, but they're doing their part in learning about the movements or doing their part in supporting charities and organizations that, you know, help the movement. I think that's much more beneficial than posting, you know, maybe a black square, not really knowing what the issue is about. Yeah, or like what it means to post a black square, what it means to post a black and white photo. Um, And I think that also ties into like, being vocal, like, spread, like, yeah. like, my thing with, like, social media activism is, like, before you partake in a challenge, it literally takes five minutes to just Google mm-hmm. the challenge and then read an article about what it's really about. And then not only do you, should you, like, post it and be, like, you know, hashtag challenge accepted or some, or whatever the hashtag is or something, but you should, you know, if you really are committed to the cause, you should be posting resources that people can use. You should be posting places that people can donate. At the end of the day, social media activism should be about disseminating as much information as possible to the public. So there's some sort of domino effect that's created. And if you can, if your post and your posting of like these resources can inspire someone else to do the same, then honestly, to me, that's good activism already. Yeah. I think, you know, what I also said in relation to Kylie, employing more black people, indigenous people, people of color, workers, or also just like women representation in your workforce. Um, You know, if you're just a regular average Joe, (laughs) you can support um, um, those sort of businesses, black people, businesses, people of color. That's also really important, you know, because um, by doing that, you're supporting the cause and you're supporting them both economically and socially and aiming to create equal representation and equal opportunities. Yeah, and I know that a lot of celebrities even step down from their platform in order to give people a voice who are more knowledgeable on the whole cause. I know for BLM, a lot of celebrities did this. They stepped down and they they gave like a week just to spread more information Mm -hmm. on the issue. Yeah, so I think I guess we're going to start wrapping things up here. But I guess, like, again, a takeaway for you guys with regards to, like, activism. You know, it's so easy to get lost in social media and think that you're, like, contributing to such a great cause. But at the end of the day, like, a post can only do so much. Right. Um, and it's up to you. And, and, like, you know, the burden's on you to do what you feel like you need to do to support this cause, to educate yourself, to remain engaged. That's so important. Like, Activism doesn't stop when it trends, when it stops trending, mm-hmm. when an issue stops trending. Activism, like true activism, is something that you personally believe in and something that you take on yourself to continually support no matter what the tides are in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guess for like young people, it's easy to get swept up in these challenges. But again, like take five minutes just to learn about what mm-hmm. the challenge means. 
and yeah. you know you might realize an issue that hasn't been given enough attention of attention yeah. yeah and that's really what we hope you guys take from this yep thank you guys and, yeah thank you guys follow us on our instagram at hollow hollow underscore ph and keep your eyes peeled for um our resources post all right thank you bye, bye.